The following audio is from Central Christian Church, located in Portales, New Mexico. To connect with Central, go to centralwire.org. Because you're worthy of all our praise. We lift our praises to you this morning. Worthy of every song we do.
He's bigger than anything that you can expect or imagine. And he's working in ways that you don't even see. So with all of that knowledge, let's sing together how great is our God. i 
can't earn your love, Father. We sure don't deserve it. Father, I pray that we're hearing you, that we're feeling you. Good morning, church. How are you all this morning? Hey, wasn't the rain wonderful? From my perspective, it was really good. I needed the rain really bad, and it was such a blessing. And I just praise God for that. This morning, I want to start by reading something that uh, from Ken Geyer uh, that is part of my deal here. It says, we're not sure what it means to be like Christ. We're not sure what it means to see with his eyes, to hear with his ears, to feel with his heart. I wonder myself sometimes. I wonder what it is like to will only one thing. Not to have a distracted mind or a divided heart. To want only what the Father wants. To love only what the Father loves. To do only what I see the Father doing. To speak only what what the Father has taught me. I wonder what it is like to empty myself the way Jesus did. To give myself the way he did. To sacrifice myself the way he did. And as I was preparing for this, I, I was looking in the Gospels and I, I just, just looking at the, what Jesus was doing, the busyness of Jesus as he was going about his, his ministry. And I'm just going to read a few here if I can. From this, I'm going to start in Matthew. It says, uh, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick. And the next one, it says, When Jesus saw the crowd around him, uh, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake. And then when Jesus arrived at the other side of the lake, Jesus climbed into the boat and went back across the lake. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. And then in same thing, over in Mark, it says, And Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem. And the next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, when they arrived back in Jerusalem, the next morning they passed by the fig tree. Again they entered Jerusalem. Jesus was teaching them. Later, the leaders sent the Pharise- some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus. And I think about all the things that that Jesus did and 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 actually put up with as it was as he was going along he not only taught his disciples he was loving people he was showing people how to live he was teaching he was healing he was doing all these things he was he was busy but he was about his father's business he was about his father's business and I think Don and Franklin and the team that went on the, on this mission trip, I think that's part of the Father's business. I think what you guys did is great and wonderful. And I suspect that you guys were probably blessed as they were blessed. You all may have been more blessed by going down there than they were by get, having you down there. I mean, what a blessing that is. Up here behind me, there's a, there's a quote here. It's in Spanish. 
And some of you know what it means, but some of you don't. It says, Passeron por aquí. And what that says is they passed by here. This team went down there, and to those people, they passed by. We, they, that's the church. We are the church. As we go, we pass by people. We see people. And then right at the bottom of that, you, you see what it says down there? It says, he left his mark, and you can too. We all, we all have an option. We all have a chance to leave our mark. And I pray that I and you as well, we take that opportunity to leave our mark somewhere on somebody that we do the things that would be pleasing to our Father in heaven. The things that Jesus was doing, the, the, the way he was teaching, the way he was, was always about his Father's business. I pray that we look that way too sometimes in our lives and we try to mimic them to be pleasing to our Father. If you would pray with me. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for Jesus and, and his, his words, his teachings, the things you taught him, Father, to say and to do here on earth. I thank you for all of the ways that we have opportunities to leave our mark, Father, just as Jesus did, but to leave our mark. May we all... Do, just do that as we go through our lives and through our daily walks. Let us always be mindful of these things, looking for these things, Father. And allow us to realize that it's you that put us in these positions and in these situations. And I just praise you and I love you and I thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Proverbs 19 verse 17 says, Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord. And he will give a reward to the lender. That's not just being nice and giving a little handout once in a while and, oh, just be a kind person. That is pouring from your heart into another heart. And that's what you did this week. Whether you were in the DR or here in Portalis, you were there. We brought you with us and we wanted you to hear about what all happened. About five years ago, we met this guy. His name is Pastor Andre Lara. He is a church planter in the Dominican. He has planted eight churches. And this building that we were working on was one that you helped to purchase. Yes, he was wearing a CNS hat when we got there. He asked Clint, do you know this Mike Stratton? And I said, we bumped into him. Uh, and... And it was more than just send money. It was to send arms and legs. We've been supporting him for five years. They wanted a place where they could build and be a church family. And we were able to encourage that. The Dominican Republic is an interesting country. About 11 million people. It is a two-class society. Only lower and upper class. There's no middle class there. It's just the bottom and the top. That's it. And... And even the top is not that great. It is a gorgeous country in a lot of places, in a lot of areas. You're going to see pictures and you're going, this didn't look like that was a lot. of. I mean, it's green and there's pretty trees and, yeah, it's beautiful. And right across the street is abject poverty. It's, it's just such a dichotomy. Gorgeous, rich houses and then 
nothing but trash. Uh, the, the family vehicle over there, the minivan, is a scooter. There will be families of five on a motorcycle. Dad with two kids here, mom, and carrying a baby on the back end. And, I mean, I'm vibrating when I see that. I'm like, not buckled in. <laughs> you know, I'm just freaking out when you see that. It's such a different culture. The average family there lives on $100 a week. And even the richest, even the doctors, only average about $20,000 a year. So it's an interesting dichotomy. We went there to make a difference, to build the kingdom, not to work on a church building, to build the kingdom. Scott Reeves, if you were with us a few weeks ago, gave a communion devotional. He stood up here and he, he used the, his physical, our physical body to compare it to the body of Christ. Well, maybe this part represents China, and this part represents South America, and this part represents Chechnya, and this is the U.S., and this is the Dominican Republic. If one part hurts, our whole body hurts, true? And, and we are a body together. We went down there, if you've been with us, we, we talked about three major projects that we had. One is a water building project. Took an old burnout building trying to turn it into a place that they can process and give out clean water. They have clean water on the island, but it's kind of expensive, so a lot of the natives don't usually get it. This clean water could change uh, health, dysentery, could change teeth. It could, could really, really be life-changing. We did not complete this project, but we left enough money to complete it. It we required us digging down to put these concrete posts. It's going to have a concrete ceiling, so a lot of that had to dry in the middle of a hurricane and then heat and all kinds of other challenges and construction delays. We did not get it finished, but we are still working on it. One project, the other, and second project was the Women's Center. It's a part upstairs where they're transforming or changing it into a place where they can train women to have good nutrition and sewing and life skills. And there's also an apartment attached to this, cleaning it up and making it livable so that maybe somebody in a difficult situation, thinking abusive situation, thinking alcoholic situation, give them a place to stay. They don't have a welfare system there an opportunity to bless somebody. And then thirdly was the worship center, a room where they met together but was really thin. We changed lighting, we changed stage, we changed wiring. Franklin built an entire sound booth and we did all the wiring for that, changed up all of that so they could have a powerful time where worship can be encouraged. We added on a few projects that we didn't know we were going to add on. Uh, we... Uh, I think we hauled off between six and eight tons of rubble, rock, trash, dirt, and leveled out an area that could be turned into a basketball court later. That's what we were working towards. Uh, they had an area in the back that was just a mud bog. Every time it rained, it just swallowed up. So we were able to level that and help to, to create drainage with some rock and, so that it would help and benefit the, the church family there. Now, we got to realize that when you go on a short-term mission project, a lot of people want to reach, they want to break their own arm, patting themselves on the back. Look at how good we are. Look at what we, really 80 to 90% of a small, uh, small short-term mission project, the growth happens right here. 
Happens right in this building. Donnie's exactly right. Happens in our own church family. So we want you to hear from the people that were there, how this impacted them and how it will impact Portalis while we were impacting the Dominican Republic. These are interviews Franklin conducted while he was building a sound booth and working on other projects. We were able to put all these things together. You're going to hear voices. You're going to hear input. And I pray you're encouraged by that. There's two sections of this video. We're going to watch one. We're going to talk a little bit more. And then we're going to watch another one. And I want you to be encouraged by that. Let's roll this first one if we could. My name is Noah Green, and I go to school at Elida. I see the Dominican people as like like nice people who help others and same with our team. Hi, I'm Randy Thomas and I am a student at the Arkansas. My dad has talked about the DR a lot and he has said that he changed his thoughts and lives and mom died. He's not off the last time yet. So when I got all of it and how it all works is we do because they don't live how Americans live. They, their roads are smaller, their shops are all open, and much more different than you would see in such a, like, Albuquerque. Hey, my name is Caden Smith, and I am a sophomore at Dora High. Church here is amazing. I love the tide here, it's so hip-hop groovy, it's, it's amazing, and I love how much they love the Lord, and I love how they show it. Oh. <laughs> Hi, my name is Callie, and I am a senior at Fertalis High School. I have learned that he is able to get into every small crack and opportunity. Um, I remember we got to play a few games with the guys here at CMA. I think the night before we had a worship night, and then that night it just felt so cool and different when we got to worship with them because we knew them and they felt like they knew us. So I feel like that allowed, because of that, that allowed them to kind of open up and just praise with us whole, uh, whole, fully, fully. Um, and that was really cool. I really liked that. My name is Shanna. I'm a student at Eastern New Mexico University. Um, I work as a cashier at Farmers. Um, this is the second time I've been on a mission trip here to the Dominican Republic. In some ways, I kind of wish the United States was more like the Dominican Republic because even though people here, they don't have some of the same things that we have in the States, they're Overall, they're just more content with what they have. Like, they're happy the way it is. It's, and like, of course, they're, they're still trying to better things, but not to the extent where they can never be happy. Because they can just accept that, that God will give them what they need, and that that's all they need. So 
also made me think that um, God is here for everyone, even yourself when you don't think that He is. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are, what language you speak, God loves you and He cares for you. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'm a full-time college student back at home. Um, if he wants you to do something, you're going to do it regardless whether you want to or not. Like, I don't normally sing in church because I don't like people hearing me and because of anxiety. But when we had that night at the chapel, I couldn't help but sing. I even cried during that night when people started gathering together and putting their hands on the student. I couldn't help but sing louder and cry. Hi, my name is Shelby Walker, and I am starting my first year as a graduate student at West Texas A&M. So, I don't really know what I was expecting the Dominican to be like, um, but it is so much more beautiful than I ever could have imagined. Um, everything from just the scenery and how green it all is to the people here that are just genuinely so happy and so friendly and loving. Um, I definitely view it a lot differently than now that I've been here than when I first, before I came. Um, my name is Liliana Malton. I'm a student at Eastern New Mexico University. I had definitely been going through a rough patch before going on this trip. So, it was really good to come on this. It showed me how, how good, really, God is. And it was really beautiful to see so many people loving God in return. Yeah, no definition. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> My name is Grayson Stubbs and I am a PNMU college athlete. I see the Dominican as an amazing place that has amazing people that love God. I see our team as people who just want to help others, that care for others, and want to be around others to show them the word of God. And I experienced God in everything that we did. Mm -hmm. I am Sierra Crossman, and I am a college student right now. Um, I mix concrete by hand. I've never been a super outdoorsy work type of person. I normally found something to do inside the house. Um, and this week was a lot of fun because I got to do a lot of stuff outside that I normally would never do. Uh, my name is Joanna Schultz, and I am a full-time student at Eastern New Mexico University. Uh, one thing that I did this week that I have not gotten to do before is I actually got to worship with the CMA community, um, which is full of students and staff that are in a completely different country, um, and this is my first time that I have actually traveled internationally. We came together because the Holy Spirit brought us together. First Peter 4 and verse 10 says, Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the grace of God. We just sang about the goodness of God. 
The New Living Translation says, God has given each of you a gift. The, how great is our God? You know what it doesn't say? It doesn't say God gave some of you a gift. He gave all of us an opportunity to pour into someone, to use what we have to brighten a person's life around us. Do you realize lodged in your heart is the power to walk into someone's life and give him or her courage to be? Courage to just to be a child of God. When we were prepping for this team, in one of our team meetings, I had found this story about an Af- that an African missionary had shared. A story about elephant and mouse. Elephant and mouse were best friends. They played together and they were just had a lot of fun together. And elephant said, hey mouse, you know what we ought to do? We ought to throw a party. Let's invite everybody. And so they did. They invited everybody in the jungle, and they had food, and they had music, and, and it was just a party to end all parties. After that, the party that night, Elephant was, uh, was looking around. He says, hey, Mouse, has there ever been such a party? No one, no one danced more than us. No one celebrated more than us. What a blast. But Mouse didn't answer. Hey, Mouse, he said. And he went looking for his friend. And then he shrank back in horror because the body of Mouse had been ground into the dirt, smashed by the exuberant feet of elephant. And the African missionary said this, sometimes that's what it is like to do mission work with Americans. It's like dancing with elephants. Our goal was to do the most good with the least amount of harm. You may be wondering why in the world were we singing in Spanish today. You don't sing and you don't speak Spanish. You don't sing in Spanish. But what if somebody came in today and they felt like an outsider because they don't speak English very well? We all felt like outsiders when we went to church with them. We didn't have a clue what was going on. It was all in Spanish, and we were just nodding along and just trying to follow the cues. What if somebody was here? We want, we want them to feel welcomed and valued. So we reach out and try to do the most good with the least amount of harm. You see, it's very easy to make us the center of the universe. It's very easy to make it all about us. Our point should, Our purpose should be to... Point people to Jesus. That's where the refreshing is going to come from. The streams in the desert is going to come not from our efforts, not from our programs, but from pointing them to Jesus. It's not in our politics or our perfection. It's not in our humorous posts or our highlighted lifestyles. It's in showing Jesus to anybody that will listen. I want you to hear some more of the impact in in section two of this video. And I want you to listen for some of them and how they talk about the people that they interacted with and what it meant to them. Let's roll section two. My name is Dennis, or some of you call me D.A. Kirk. I am a teacher back in Clubs, New Mexico, living in Portales. Just the work ethic of uh, just anyone from age 10 all the way to uh, 60s, just watching everyone just jump in wherever it was needed and just watch them work from beginning to end, nonstop, 
until uh, the work was done each day. Uh, my name is Caleb. Most of you know me as Stacy's husband or Kevin's assistant. Uh, so I, I'm not so sure that's just this week, but it's definitely something that he's been putting on my my heart and uh, my thoughts a whole lot in the last few months is just how um, interested he is in the small things. You know, God's uh, super busy and he's all over the world and he's in everyone's lives and he's always working to make things better or, or to uh, bring people closer to him. But uh, he's also just really involved in the little details, uh, the small things like like bringing a dog home. You know, just little things that that aren't uh, necessarily always life changing, but but definitely uh, involved in the, the little details of our lives and how uh, he just really desires for us to cling to him for the small things and the big things that we struggle with on a daily basis. My name is Justin Davis. I'm a father of six. I run a plumbing and HVAC business for Dallas. Conversation? Yeah, I had a conversation with a guy named Johnson that was Creole, did not speak English very well. We had an awesome conversation that we kind of just both grunted and shook our heads. And it was pretty awesome to get to, to see his side of things over here. I'm Carolyn Tollett, and I am a or an instructor at Eastern New Mexico University. I think the biggest reflection that I came, another big reflection, I'll say, I've had many that I came away with, is when we were worshiping in um, with the locals at the church where we were working at. Um, it was amazing hearing them praise and worship God, and we all worshiping God together um, and sharing this bond as brothers and sisters in Christ that transcends language and that transcends culture. Um, and it was a great picture of what things might look like in heaven one day. My name is Marie Smith, and I'm a third grade teacher for Dora School. I really love to travel, and so I love new cultures, and I love getting to know people, and I'm not apprehensive about that, um, but I'd never been to the Dominican Republic before, and so the women and the children that we got to meet at the church in particular um, have just been really warm and receptive. Um, they are super approachable, and um, in my very broken Spanish, um, I've been able to make some connections, and they've been really gracious with me, um, and have had this desire to get to know me too, so that's been really sweet. So David Green, I'm retired from the Department of Veterans Affairs. Well, I learned that God works in mysterious ways, and for example, I was able to hand out over 100 of these little crosses uh, to the kids here at the CMA and also at Pastor Andre's church. My name is Lynn Walker and I am a kindergarten teacher back at the state. Um, I have been able, there's been some girls in our group that I've been able to relate with and God has put on my heart just to to work with them and so it's not always who you think you're going to work with but 
God gives you, puts you where you're needed, when you're needed. And I've been blessed to be able to work with some of our our group this week. My name's Clint Walker. I uh, work for the electric company, and I'm a professional auctioneer back in the United States. Uh, What I got out of this trip was... uh, Getting a chance to hang out with my family in another country on a mission family. Wow, what a, on a mission trip. What a blessing. Wow, I've got to uh, see both of my daughters blossom and their, their servitude of their hearts is just unreal. And of course, my wonderful wife, you know, she just, uh, she's always been the kindergarten cop, always will be, and she just uh, continues to, to bless us every day. This uh, mission group as a whole, wow. Got to uh, work with some really neat people from Portales, some college kids that uh, I've known for a while but didn't really get to know. Uh, I got to know another friend of mine that was, we were friends already, but we just became even better friends during the trip. And just to work with people in another country and be able to uh, bless them way beyond anything they thought they, they could be. And they don't know, but they, they blessed me a lot more than... I was able to bless them. It's just, it's just uh, really, really cool to, to see the servitude hearts in, in another country, and I've been very blessed by this trip. His name is Johnson. He's the guy sitting by next to me in the picture there. And he was literally walking on the street. Uh, it was the day that the hurricane hit. By the way, it wasn't much of a hurricane. Thank you for so many of you texting, oh, we're hearing all this horror. It wasn't. It was fine. We didn't have any problems. It was just rainy, and we kept working. We were out mixing concrete. He walks by. He's carrying a shovel and a construction level. Justin Davis, he says, hey, man, we ought to hire that guy. We're out there shoveling. I mean, you know, we're old. We're tired. We don't like this stuff. We ought to hire that guy. And I was like, I'm down. I'm over there and try to talk to him. He obviously doesn't speak what I'm speaking. He doesn't understand. So I go in and get our translator for the day. The, de- the translator that day was a guy named Ben Hameen. He works at CMA as the campus pastor. And he goes out and he starts talking to this guy. And I'm listening because I don't know any Spanish. But the way he's talking, it doesn't sound Spanish. It sounded French. And I was like, what's going on? Well, it turns out. Johnson is Haitian. Haitians speak Creole French. And Haitian-Dominican, there is a lot of conflict there. If you saw the news, what happened in Haiti while we were down there, that, that it was kind of a challenge, all right? We were a little concerned about some of that stuff. But Johnson shows up, and so we work on a, on a wage. He comes, uh, he says, $20, American. And Justin and I are like, we'll pay that. Easy, you know. And so, man, he jumps in. He is not a very good worker. He is like six very good workers, all right? He's unreal. Uh, and he, man, he is going at it, right? And we're trying to figure out how to smuggle him home and put him to work at Justin's business. This guy is going at it like crazy. It starts raining a little harder as we all come inside for lunch. He sits down with us. Somebody hands him one of our extra sandwiches. We just made sandwiches and a bag of chips. And, and somebody, you start watching, and it's pretty obvious that he's starting to hoard this stuff. He's going to take it home to his family. So everybody starts having a little extra. You tracking with me? And we, we start shuttling home, and he's just sacking it all up and... And we're trying to talk to him, and I'd got Ben Hameen, the, the campus pastor over there, I got him off to the side, and I said, man, whatever we do today, 
before this guy leaves, we've got to talk to him about Jesus. And he goes, yeah, and I mean, I mean, I'm serious. He cannot leave this place without knowing about Jesus. Now, isn't it interesting to me that the only person at CMA or this church that speaks Creole French was our interpreter that day? Isn't that lucky? Wasn't that just a coincidence? So we're sitting there talking to him, and he's sitting right beside me, and I look over, and he's playing with his phone, and I, I figure out he's playing on Google Translate, trying to type something in there. And he, he types for a little while. I didn't know what he was doing. And he elbows me, and he hands me this. And I took a picture of it. It says, my name is Johnson. I like church. I love Jesus because he makes so much for me. We started passing that around and not too many dry eyes in the building. Friends, our God is at work. Whether you believe it or not, whether you see it or not, right around us. Sometimes it's in the DR. Sometimes it's in your workplace. Sometimes it's in your family. Are you looking expectantly? Are you looking for how can he speak into our lives? Are we ready to see how he's working? Friends, the world is watching us. Are we really different than the world? That verse I read a minute ago in 1 Peter 4, it says uh, that he tells us to serve, you know, that we all have gifts. He tells us to serve. You know what happens right after that in 1 Peter 4 and verse 12? Listen to this. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange was happening to you. Do you realize he is telling us you're going to have troubles? You want to get prepared? You want to prepare for suffering? The best way to prepare for suffering, have a servant spirit. Have a servant heart. When you have a servant spirit, when you shine his glory, not ours, friends, this team shined for him and they we took you with us we took baseballs and baseball gloves we took dresses and gave them out to the little girls in church the baseballs we got to see them throwing baseballs back around and i pray we are never the same we use this phrase all the time we are central we're in this together I pray that we're never the same because of what He is doing. You may not have been physically with us, but you are spiritually with us. And I pray that you see God is working. Maybe you're here for the first time. Maybe you're watching for the first time and you don't know what all this church stuff is about. Can I just tell you this? My God loves you. And He wants you to build your life on His Word. Not on how much money you can make, not on how, much, uh, how great you can be or famous you can be, but how great our God is. Build your life on His Word. Build your life on His truth. Because it is a firm foundation. It's the only one that will last. Thank you for listening to audio from Central Christian Church in Portales, New Mexico. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others. But please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To connect with us, visit our website at centralwired.org.